I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and gay desert guides Brad Fur. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> this morning well, feels early today. I don't know why, but it does. Well, I, I tell you, I get up way too early during this pandemic. Well, I've been up for a couple hours, but I still feel all creaky. Yeah. Well, here we are. This is the 87th I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. It's me, John Taylor, comedian Shankar, our gay desert guide, Brad Fur. And uh, what is on deck today? we got some cool stuff going on, Ms. Shankar. Oh, we do indeed. We have our lovable Dr. Laura Rush and Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent. We have a quick moment from Rev Kev, who is talking about his benefit with Patrick Evans, which is for Bloom in the Desert. Then we have Stephen Hess, who is promoting a brand new book that he just finished called 29 Palms. And then one of our favorites, Terry Ray, who every day seems to post another picture of himself with a big celebrity. And uh, he has a new a web series. He's in his second season called TV Therapy. We so are going to put him on the couch. Yes, we are. It's a really funny series. I've followed it and it's real fun. So I can't, I can't wait to see him. This week we are brought to you by our friends at the City of Palm Springs and the Small Business Financial Aid Program. If you are a small business owner in Palm Springs, if your business has been impacted by COVID-19, you're encouraged to apply for the city's $1 million in $1 million in COVID-19 small, I can't do that, Small Business Financial Aid Program, but John could. Shan could probably do that better than me as well. Um, qualifying businesses get a 0% $10,000 loan. It'll be forgiven as long as your business stays open at least six months. If you need information and to apply, go to palmspringsca.gov slash covidbizhelp or just Google it and uh, you'll find it or just call me and I'll be sure and give you that link. And our friends at Tori Nissan in La Quinta, where the Tori Nissan Leaf, the 2020 Nissan Leaf is, uh, uh, is from and is running around town with uh, all the fun decorations that we've put on it to tell people about Gay Desert Guide and I Love Gay Palm Springs. And those are our sponsors for today. I love the little Dr. Evil reference. One million dollars. You know, when you get on Facebook and they say they suggest friends for you, I just got a suggestion to be friends with Mindy Sterling, who played Frau Frobissima, who said, Release your friend, match! So I clicked it. Who knows? Maybe she'll approve it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Brush, Brush with, with greatness. greatness. Yeah. <laughs> James, we are going to have some brushes a little bit later on with Terry Ray. I'm going to do a roar shark test with him and and give him pictures of him with celebrities so that he can like react like he's going on the couch. Do you think week. he'll give oh, us great. a discount on? Uh, could he be our our therapist and give us a discount on his uh, on his services? Could be. He only play. He only plays one on TV. Come on. I know. Yeah. 
Wow, what a week it's been, huh? Lots of things going on in our world. And uh, um, well, boy, tell I, us about what's going on with Patrick Evans because he's in the finale of a best chef contest, right? Yeah, called Favorite Chef. It's favechef.com. I just found out about it uh, when he and I were chatting this morning about it. He is currently in third place in his group. And uh, the cool thing is when you um, vote, you uh, make a donation to Feeding America. So part of the money goes to the prize money money and then part goes to uh, Feeding America. And there's only a few hours left if you're watching this. Uh, there's only a few hours left for voting for the top 10. Um, and it will be announced, I think, in the next couple of days, but a $50,000 grand prize. And of course, he was on your recipe swap. Um, what did he made? What the pesto? And then he yes. forgot... What, he, what did he, he forgot? forgot the garlic. Or he, he forgot, forgot to mention the garlic. We put it in there, but yeah, um, actually, even the Out at TV guys, when they were rolling it into their stuff, um, they were like, hey, I know my news guy. That's my weather guy. Exactly. They were all excited to see him on. He was great. He's always super sweet. I've gotten the MC Academy Awards and different things with him. Yeah. He's a yes man. Will you ask him? Patrick Evans says yes. Patrick Iacetta, which is his real name, I-A-C-H-E-T-T-A. And uh, Fulvio Fine Foods is a company that he has, um, and he sells uh, sausage uh, uh, to local restaurants. He also sells it at the Real Italian Delis in Palm Springs and Palm Desert. Our favorite sausage guy. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> We have all kinds of other silly things going on. Actually, just, I mean, I can't help but mention it. The lead story locally was our local Dine and Dasher. Yes. He's into like five different restaurants. He's yeah. Really, really well, like a cocktail, an appetizer, an entree. Oh, and I have his, I think I have his, uh, his bill here. I was um, like, I, I did a screenshot on it. It was like, wow, this person is really eating well in the neighborhood. So um, I don't think he can run very fast because he's probably pretty chunky, but we're keeping our eyes open for you. We see you, buddy. Well, you know, Dan Gore, who um, runs Oscars, yeah. had put the guy's picture on Facebook. Oh, he did? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, because he left he left with his phone number and his name, and, and, and he's been contacting him for like a $60 bill. I right. mean... He never would have attempted this at the bitchiest brunch because those drag queens would never let that bitch get on. <laughs> oh, they would hospital. have taken him down. By the way, bitch, bitchiest brunch, third anniversary and sold out on Sunday. So, I mean, yeah. good business at, at Oscars, but, you know, you got to pay. And uh, so he put the guy's picture up and I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I. Oh, no. Gaming. Public shaming is good. He did yeah. it at. He did it at Bonco Johnny's. The guy did it, it at Mindy at Zinn. And he hit 849. Willie Ryan eight, said, four, nine. Yeah. said he ate yeah. very well. So I don't think the guy is going to uh, have too many more free meals. But, the, you know, if he's local and uh, I just can't believe that he'll ever be able to show his face again in town. What was that book? You'll never eat lunch in this town again. I don't know that book. Oh, yeah. And also Never Eat Alone, which he is also doing. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Right? All right. So this is if if having a cereal dine and dash, and of course, back where I come from, back east, we called it chew and screw. Oh, no. Ew. Yeah, that's a Boston thing. Yeah, he did a chew and screw down at the Denny's. He's gone. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, all of these people that are just trying to get by in the restaurant business, right. what a servers, terrible thing. I know. It's a big slap in the face and, and you should be shamed. So 
I can I can throw a little shame out and shade. Shade and shame. Well, we have a couple of people in our waiting room, our regulars. Well, welcome Dr. Rush and Jimmy Bogle. It's been an exciting week. Not like we've been bored ever in the last year. There's always something to chat about. So let's start with you, Jimmy. What's on the top of your uh, list today? The big news which broke overnight is the state is adjusting the criteria for reopening again. They're actually uh, uh, sending 40% of uh, vaccine doses to certain parts of the state that are lower income. And once uh, 2 million people in that area, in those areas have been vaccinated, they're gonna lower the threshold to go from purple to red from seven cases per 100,000 to 10. They estimate that could take about two weeks. Riverside County is getting close. You put that together, there's a good chance that unless we have a big backslide, by this time next month, we will probably be in the red tier and possibly moving on up if things keep getting better. However, you know, the more people are out, the more people in other states are relaxing max mask ordinances, like say in Mississippi and Texas and coming here. It's, it's gonna be an interesting month or two, that's for sure. But it is good news that the state is figuring out a way to A, get uh, vaccinations, to people who need them badly and who aren't getting them proportionally and be that um, the state feels comfortable enough, you know, yeah. kind of loosening things up a little bit. Knuckle dragging Neanderthals is the way our president puts it. Although he didn't say knuckle dragging, but you can kind of surmise. He yes, said referring to, to, to the, the mentality of the governors in Texas and Mississippi. Sorry, Sean, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, not at all. Well, and I did read your digest last night and you addressed vaccine envy, which yes. I think, you know, at 57, I'm considered a whippersnapper in the scheme of yep. things and getting your vaccine. So I totally know, I think I'm 1.7 millionth in line in our yep. county. <laughs> Do you know, in, in Los Angeles, I have a friend who, who uh, got a coupon code. Do you know, when you go to uh, myturn.ca.gov yeah. and you put in your information, there's a, there's like a, you know, like a coupon code or some sort of secret code. He had the secret code. He had an appointment in one day. Yes, those codes are being given to certain select groups. I hope your friend was supposed to be in one of those groups. Uh, primarily, a lot of those are going to teachers right now. Um, which And celebrities. You know, giving these codes. <laughs> They're not supposed to be going to celebrities. And that's a problem that the state is having is that certain people are finding ways around things and cutting in line. And, um, you know, that's, that's, I've heard rumors about stuff like that happening in Palm Springs, nothing I can nail down. Same but, you know, there, there are certain, you know, there's, there's taking advantage of loopholes and there's all, and there's, you know, blatantly, you know, codes like that. I'm not saying your friend did this, but, you know, that, that is a problem that, that they released a bunch of those codes to one, um, I believe it was a school district in Northern California and um, things didn't go well. So. I want to get to you, Dr. Rush, but I do have one more question for Jimmy. Um, I have a mom who is struggling with stuff and uh, she can't get into the internet to do the sign up. What are they doing to help seniors who aren't internet savvy get onto the list? Two things, number one, and I'm just, unfortunately your mom, um, your mom, uh, this won't help your mom much, but it might, uh, because this is talking about Riverside County resources. Number one is the county actually has a phone number that people who don't have internet or they're having problems can call. And I've heard that they're actually, once you can get through, they're very friendly. 
And um, I will make sure that the subscribers to the digest, um, that I'll make sure that it goes into the one tomorrow on Friday. Okay. The other thing is we just did a story on this and there's an actually a local group called Vaxie, V-A-X-I-E. Yeah. It is a Facebook group and it is a website, V-A-X-I-E.info. Mm -hmm. And it is two local women, um, one oh. of whom has some time on her hands. And the other one is basically, uh, she has a background in marketing and she's a, um, a web developer and they put together this resource to let people know when and where appointments are happening. You can go to their website. It has links to all the pharmacies because that's the problem. The pharmacies and the county and curative, they all have different ways to sign up. And, you know, certain people don't, don't have that. They're also actually taking time to help people um, that are having problems navigating the system themselves. And they're actually starting an outreach program to people like your mom who don't have computer access. They're actually looking for help on their Facebook page to get flyers printed. And they're looking for um, Spanish language mm -hmm. uh, by people who are bilingual to help people that, that don't speak English get through this system. So unfortunately, I don't know if this helps your mom, but locally, because the government, you know, the, other than the county phone number, which again, I've heard is excellent, isn't really stepping up. A lot of private citizens are stepping up. And so that might be something worth researching for your mom in Oregon. But if you are here, I highly recommend following Vaxi, V-A-X-I-E on Facebook and Vaxi.info on the internet. And go, of course, I have to put in the plug, go to cvindependent.com to read the story about them. So I think we need to have a Moxie Vaxi brunch. You know, like they used to do with the flu shots. You were telling us about that, Shan, at bars. Yeah. I mean, we would we would have herd immunity, you know, in one like drag brunch. That's right? probably true. It is. Dr. Rush, tell us what's happening on your front. If only they can get us the vaccines fast enough. So but at least, you know, President Biden is promising that by May we'll have enough vaccines brought to us to vaccinate the entire United States. So fingers are crossed that we're not going to run out. You know, last week, uh, Johnson & Johnson had, you know, authorization approved for their vaccine, their one-shot vaccine, which is nice. Just getting more on the market is going to help. Um, but right now, yeah, as Jimmy was saying, our numbers were going down. We're sort of at levels where we were back in April of last year, and it, it's looking good. I was thinking that within a week or two, we were going to be into the red tier. So, you know, if they're changing standards that pushes us back a little bit, that's okay if it makes us a little bit safer to just hold off on reopening everything, although I know everyone's eager to do so. But I think what was our positivity rate this past week is a 5.8%, so yeah. huge. That's a, you know, we continue to drop by several points every every week and every day. Um, the, and the overall, I guess the new cases per 100,000 was still at 11.3. They wanted mm -hmm. to get that below eight before they moved us into the next tier. I thought that would be within another week or two I'm still not seeing any COVID at all. I've had, I think, maybe one person with a cold in the past week. Wow. That's fantastic. So, yeah. What we're also mm -hmm. seeing, too, is they, we virtually eradicated the flu this year. There was only one flu death in a pediatric yeah. patient this whole year. So wow. if we learn anything, it's that, you know, washing your hands, wearing a mask, socially distancing during flu season is going to keep you healthy. So I miss yeah. sniffing and licking the people I see. <laughs> I miss it. We don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never well, licked you. You know, get your vaccine first, then you can lick away. Okay. And let me, let me clarify one thing. The reason why there's a lag is we might very well meet the criteria to go into red next week. The state, unless they change things again, requires you're actually in that for two weeks. So oh, right. based okay. on what I'm seeing, I 
my prediction is we're just going to miss. We're already okay on the positivity rate, but getting to that seven per 100,000 cases, based on what I'm saying, I think we're just going to miss it next week. So my guess, just a wild guess, would be three weeks. But again, with things changing and, you know, <laughs> the variants in Texas, you never know. The more vaccines that we get, I think um, we were up to, I think the state of California, we had 17% of our population had been vaccinated at least with one. And I think it was uh, 7.6% had at least two vaccines on board as of this week. And what's amazing is I believe over half of a population of 65 and older, don't quote me on this, it's right around the 50% mark. It varies from state to state. Fantastic. We're approaching that about half half the people who are 65 and older have gotten at least one dose of their vaccine. That, even if, God forbid, the variants come, that is going to cut down on the amount of deaths and hospitalizations substantially. It's going to, it's so huge. Reason to hope, finally. Yeah. You know, before just letting yourself get into hope was a dangerous neighborhood, you know, because you knew you were going to be let down and and hope with disappointment at the end is difficult, but it's been hope after hope after hope since Biden got into office. And for me anyway, Feels like a good a good zone we're headed for. In positive, Th- things are looking up in terms of even just the medical technology. I, I posted something earlier this week, thanks to the mRNA technology. Yeah. They may be having a vaccine for malaria, which is huge. Wow. That kills thousands and thousands and thousands of people every year in, in countries where malaria is endemic. So this is huge. Um, we're having a lot of breakthroughs. And for those of you who are not 65 and older and the vaccine is starting to come out to patients that are going to change the levels of who can be eligible starting on March 15th, including immune compromised patients. We're not sure what that fully means just yet. Right now, we're still seeing solid organ transplant, things like that. But it, they are going to be increasing the number of people who are available for the vaccine on March 15th. So cool. your eyes open and and. If you can get the vaccine, get the vaccine. You know, don't wait for your doctor to get it to you or your health insurance provider to get it to you. If you could find it out there, it's better that you stay safe and get the vaccine than to say, well, I'm going to wait until somebody yeah. else yeah. gets it. Just get it. Just Dr. Get Rush, the vaccine. Dr. Rush, you know, it's been it's been about a year now. So give us to you know, give us some reflections on on the year that you've had as a frontline medical provider. It, it's been probably the hardest year of my life, um, but I've I, the learning curve has been huge. You, you know, you never think you're going to be a part-time epidemiologist, and you know, I'm an HIV provider, so then it's you know, I'm getting more infectious disease work than I ever thought I would. It's been really hard. I personally have lost about 15 patients, um, patients that I was close to. I've lost two to three family members, hmm. so it's it's been rough, and it's been trying to keep it together emotionally every week and every day talking to people um, about their anxiety, about their fear, about their stress. And I'm hearing this 15, 20 times a day, yeah. it takes its toll. And um, I'm actually off tomorrow. It's my first day off in about eight months. So I, I was told I needed to take at least a couple of days off and, and relax and get some stuff done. So I am taking the weekend off. So my patients, I'm sorry if you won't see me until Tuesday, but I'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs> we may see you running naked down the main street. But... 
you know, put <laughs> their <laughs> hair on fire. Except no, I, for a mask. She will have a mask on. I know that much. I will always have a mask on. So as if we learn anything is just keep keep wearing your masks and, and, and don't be like Texas. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to just uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Shan brought you into this crazy thing a year ago. And uh, we, we had no idea. You had no idea what we were in for. But it's been a great journey to... You know, we've taken this whole arc and this whole journey together about, uh, you know, being scared and sad and hopeful and the the whole, you know, the whole nine yards. And we really appreciate the kind of the front line, um, the, you know, front line that you've given us um, to, to see what's really been happening out there in the in the COVID world. And thank you so much for, you know, continuing to welcome. be with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, we get lots of great feedback. I get a lot of great feedback at work about the podcast, too. So you're being heard. You're being heard. I've got a lot of patients that listen in and a lot of patients have found me from the podcast. So thank you for that. Did did a committee of your coworkers get together and say, you need a day off? No, it was my family. <laughs> oh, good. Family oh, and friends and loved we ones. We feel like oh, your family and we're, we're so thankful, as Brad said. Work would love it if I just kept on, you know, keep on keeping on. So I've been... Right. A lot of the doctors had to, because of their own health issues, had to work from home. So I was one of a few that was actually going into work and seeing patients every day for the past year. So I'm taking some much needed uh, R&R just, just for two days. Good. I can't wait to see the pictures because I know you're going to post something fun. You and your 600 dogs are going to go <laughs> frolic on a beach somewhere or something. Someday. Sure. Someday. Right now, as you know, I'm in the middle of uh, patio reconstruction. Oh, that's right. So that's why I have them all corralled inside with me now. So if my computer is shaking, it's because I've got probably about 400 pounds of dog banging into me right now. (laughs) (laughs) We thank you both for being here. We love you and kumbaya, man. All right, you guys stay safe. Have a great weekend. See you, everybody. Next, take a peek at the interview with Patrick Evans and Rev Kev about the Bloom in the Desert fundraiser that's coming up and the person they are honoring. Good afternoon. Welcome to Eye on the Desert. I'm your host, Patrick Evans. And today I am joined by Reverend Kevin Johnson from Bloom in the Desert in bloominthedesert.org. And we're talking about uh, your major fundraising event, which obviously is going to be online this year. We can't get people in the ballroom together, but uh, this is a great event and you're honoring someone very special in our community too. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, This is our 12th annual Spring Fling Cabaret and Silent Auction. From the very beginning, we've been showcasing musical talent in the Valley. And about uh, a few years ago, um, we've been doing, it's our 12th annual. So uh, we are coming now to have our seventh annual. So about five years in, we decided that we wanted to focus on something that is kind of a core of our congregation, which is to agitate for God's peace and justice in our communities and around the world. So we created the Community Justice Award. And, and we have um, given that out in a variety of ways, marriage equality justice, environmental justice, healthcare justice. And this year um, we're featuring someone that is noted for her um, racial justice and, uh, and, and supporting musical students. And that's Keisha D, someone, a beloved cabaret performer in town but, and, and in the Valley, but Uh, This is for her work to support students who aren't able to afford their musical instruments and that sort of thing, or to help them with scholarships to go to the major music schools. So Keisha D is our seventh annual Community Justice Awardee. 
she is certainly a singular talent in this town and does so much for a lot of different charities. Obviously, it's a fundraiser. There is an auction that is open online now at bloominthedesert.org, correct? People can go and register and, and start bidding. Bloominthedesert.org is the place to be able to enjoy this event, and it is in two parts. One, it is the uh, silent auction and, and raffles, and those are open now. And also the live event, which will be on Facebook Live uh, on Friday night, starting at 6.30, going into late 15. Both of those are accessible by going to bloominthedesert.org and following steps one, two, three, and four, focusing on three and four. Um, I, we're, you know, we're trying to have it as clear as possible, and I hope that's successful. Well, you know, it is different, and everybody has to pivot during these times of pandemic, but I think that you guys have done an excellent job. So again, go to bloominthedesert.org. The auction is live now, and the event is this Friday the 5th. Uh, in the evening hours, you'll see all of the information at bloominthedesert.org, and you'll have an opportunity to help uh, celebrate Keisha D as she receives this award. Uh, Reverend Johnson, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you very much, Patrick. I uh, always look forward to talking to you. And we will look forward to doing this again soon. Have a great, a great afternoon. Thank you. Well, a big thank you to Patrick Evans for lending us his video from Eye on the Desert. He was our special correspondent today. Um, and, uh, you know, a big shout out to RevKev and Bloom in the Desert for the work that they're doing. And, uh, and certainly for this year's honoree, Keisha D. We are pleased to have with us now an author that has done a local book called 29 Palms. His name is Stephen Hess. Stephen, welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast today. Thanks for having me. So you've got the perfect background. It's, you know, for, for, a, for a book named 29 Palms. Um, I, I'm going to read just a little tiny piece of, uh, of the book. Shane kisses him again, then stands and walks into the house, looking back at Kyle one more time. Kyle watches Shane go into the living room, smiling a devilish smile. Kyle slowly leans on his back, putting his hands behind his head, allowing the sun to beam its magic on him. Okay, but then I'm going to set the stage a little bit more because at this point, the two, these two characters come into Palm Springs. And you say, you write... Turning onto Indian Canyon Drive, heading north, Shane is headed into the center of Palm Springs, riding his Suzuki GSX. He's wearing jeans, red and black leather jacket, gloves and riding boots. His helmet matches the colors of his bike as he turns looking at himself in the reflection created by windows of the mid-century office building. So you are, you're, you're telling, you're really painting great pictures of, uh, of Palm Springs. So tell us how you got to uh, writing this book. And, but first tell us a little bit more about the book because I wanna hear and you wanna, I want our, our, uh, our viewers and listeners listeners to hear what this thing is all about. It came to me while I was vacationing down here a while ago, many years ago, and saw the exit sign on Interstate 10 to 29 Palms. And I just thought that was a really cool title. Um, there was no story at that time. So I went back to Seattle where I lived at the time and started building a story. And I wanted to create something where the characters were just gay. They didn't have to come out, you know, and do so many of those stories are out there. And I wanted them in professions that you wouldn't think of a gay character to be in. So 
So the lead character is an assassin that works for the government that handles jobs around the world. And he meets a Marine one day in a 29 Palms bar and they kind of form a relationship. And from there, the Kyle, the Marine gets kidnapped after one of Shane's um, projects goes wrong. Projects meaning one of his hits. Right. And so that challenges both of them of what they're doing with their lives as the love kind of builds and their relationship builds at the same time while Shane has to go save him and question what he's doing with his profession. Shane could park his Suzuki in my parking space any day. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that some of the art attached to the LGBTQ community is starting to move out of gay 101, at least yeah. into gay 201. I just did a film review about a, a new film with two horrible lesbian characters. They're evil and hateful, and they have no problem with their sexuality. Yeah. And I just, right, that's that's where we want to head. So I'm so right. glad you just started there. This is your first book, right? First book. It actually is based on a screenplay because I was more doing screenplays and stuff. Yeah. And with COVID, it was like, well, this isn't going to get made anytime soon. So a buddy of mine says, you know, have you tried writing a novel? And this is what came out of it. And that's why I think it's so vivid. As yeah. you said, it, it really paints a mind picture because I'm kind of writing it more as a screenwriter than, than a novelist. When you write a novel, but it's it's moving from cinema to, to the printed word, you, you probably had somebody in your mind. Uh, yeah, to play yeah. some of these parts. Did you have actors in mind? Originally, when we when we did a trailer for this like five years ago, and I was kind of toying with Vin Diesel as being Shane, you know, because it would be very different type of character, but you would believe him as, as a hit, an assassin mm -hmm. at the same time. You know, whether he would ever do such a role, who knows? But um, yeah, just more uh, simple type people. How about uh, Tom Cruise? He's, oh, never mind. <laughs> Is there a gay guy he, that you would he's like? He's done that role so many times. I know. <laughs> Is there a gay guy you might envision for any of the roles in there? Uh, I really like Russell Tovey, maybe for the Marine. He can do an American accent. Um, and I thought more recently, uh, Zachary Quinto would be Probably really good. Oh, yeah. Really assassin yeah. role, too. I love watching author interviews like on C SPAN. I'll watch like book TV. And one of the things that fascinates me the most is when they ask the author their process. Like, do you get up early in the morning and start writing? Where, what is your, uh, your process for writing and getting it done? Um, mostly I've written everything at Starbucks. Um, <laughs> you have a regular job. So in the afternoon, I go to Starbucks and spend a couple hours there. Right now, since Starbucks have opened again, at least outdoors, um, I, I can go there and I've written everything that I've ever done at Starbucks, other than this, most of this book was done in my backyard because we couldn't go to Starbucks for a long time. Right. So I just set myself up someplace in the backyard. Oops. Oh my God, I fought it as long as I could. <laughs> you, you did Back well. sense, my eyes were twitching, my nose was moving. <laughs> okay, my go. desert landscape is getting to your allergies. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. And you know, you know we're paranoid of any sneeze nowadays, right? <laughs> well, Even on the internet. Yes. 
Yes. I'm, I'm going to swab down my microphone and camera after this podcast. Cause okay, so you're sneezed. leaving it in. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, every well, time I see a Joshua tree, I think of Star Trek, the original Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I've lived here 22 years and I can't not see Star Trek in the background. Oh, that landed. Yeah. So how do we, um, now is the book available on Amazon? Is it uh, self-published? Do we get yeah. a bricks and mortar one or? Can you... Yeah, it's self-published. Uh, you can get it for Kindle, paperback, and Amazon just started hardcover editions. So I'm on a test project with that. Um, I just got a couple copies up in a bookstore out of um, 29 Palms. There's a little bookstore up there and I'm hoping to get it in more local bookstores in the coming days and weeks and months. So read29palms.com is the website. Stephen Hess, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Hess, in case you're just listening to this and not viewing it. And it's a gay action romance novel called 29 Palms. We are happy to have you in I Love Gay Palm Springs and happy to have you on the podcast today. Thanks a lot, this was fun. There are some faces in this community that just make you the happier for seeing them. And one of them is this guy right here. Terry Ray is with us on I Love Gay Palm Springs. Welcome, Terry. It's so nice seeing you. I'm blushing. And now I'm focusing the light to my face as I blush. He's doing Judy Garland. With <laughs> Thank <his> you. <laughs> he knows exactly how to play it on screen. We love Terry love Ray. I love you all. You guys are some really fun kittens right there. A whole little, little Ow. basket Ow. of kittens. Well, and, and the thing that you're doing right now, you've got two seasons of TV therapy. Will you tell our audience what that means? I am having so much fun. Okay, so I had to do something during COVID, right? Besides not going crazy, because I'm just living single in a double wide and that's no fun. So um, I came up with a show where I would uh, have a different classic television character be in a therapy session now, played by this original actor with all the issues and craziness that they would have had uh, like, for example, Tabitha from Bewitched, like one day her dad was one person and the next day he was somebody else and nobody said anything. Same thing with next door neighbor, same thing with the boss's wife. So these issues, you know, so we get to have fun and I've, I've had so many, uh, you know, geeky, wonderful moments for me because I'm getting to talk to these people that I grew up loving and I am having so much fun because we can do it from home. I was thinking Zoom happens. I mean, therapy happens during Zoom sessions now. So yep. let's do it. Nobody has to go anywhere. Nobody has to get exposed to anything and we can have some fun. So that's- I've watched it. It is so funny. Like that Tabitha thing. Again, just to be clear for the listeners, you have the actress who actually played Tabitha a million right. years ago, dealing with the fictional issues of the character. She is right? Tabitha. Yeah. And it's right. a therapy session. Like, like I have Eddie Munster, who was a little baby vampire boy. So yeah, yeah Eddie Munster, right? And I have- um, I have Which Patrick? Butch Patrick, yes, exactly. Good yeah. for you. Uh, I, I have uh, the, the, the guy, the brother and sister, uh, Will and uh, Holly Marshall from Land of the Lost. Oh my God, and they must have stack PTSD. Man, the, th the therapist was really, really freaked out with that one. That one was a scary one. <laughs> 
Yeah. So um, I, I've been having great time. I had Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. It was the last thing Don Wells did. And I just oh. was so happy to get her. And she's so funny in hers. She, her, her, we do word association. And of course, everything that she says, everything she associates is the word coconuts. That's, that's all right. Okay. At this point, I would like to do a little uh, Terry Ray therapy. Oh, Okay. I uh, I kind of trolled your Facebook pictures because you have more pictures with famous people than anybody Ooh. I have you do. ever known. I do? Okay. Yes. yes. Um, All right. Before we, get to, before we get to Terry Ray therapy, I, I would like to ask your advice on how to approach people who are famous that you're not working with, that you may not know, but you may be at an event to take their picture respectfully because you get pictures with everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I guess I'm not threatening and I try not to be super like, oh my God, I love you and everything. Just, you don't, don't, don't <laughs> gush all over them. I try to come up with something funny. Like, um, um, for example, like uh, Jody, Jody uh, Hamilton is a good friend of mine, but when I first met her, I'm like, oh, that's Carol Burnett's daughter. What should I say to her? So I said, oh, you're Joe Hamilton's daughter. There you go. And she said, no one has ever said that to me before. So you just have to switch it around. I did that with Lorna Luft because somebody said, don't mention Liza, don't mention Judy. And I said, oh my God, it's so nice to meet Joey Luft's big sister. <laughs> See, and, and it, that, that, yeah. you're in. You're it, in. It, it disarms. So we're, let's play a little uh, Terry Ray therapy. I'm going to show you with a celebrity and it's like a Rorschach test. <laughs> and, okay. and give us uh, your, your quick thoughts on each one. Okay, Norman Lear. I mean, uh, oh my God, he is he is he is an idol, and I worship Norman Lear. Well, Lonnie's my mumsy. I mean, Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson is uh, she is as good as it gets. I mean, that is she has uh, got a piece of my heart. Well, so. Lonnie, Ander Lonnie Anderson is in your TV show. My sister is so gay. Yes, she plays my mother. Yes, and I yeah. uh, love her big time. Here's <laughs> another one. Lily Tomlin. Okay, who doesn't love Lily Tomlin? I, I, she is so adorable and fun. And like, like one time I even saw her at a restaurant, and she just came over and she's just started massaging me while she just stood and chatted. And everybody was like, "How do you know Lily Tomlin?" I'm like, "I just talk to her. Just talk to her." <laughs> this one is easy because Earth Girls are easy. Julie <laughs> Brown. I love Julie. She's in my series, another series of mine called uh, "From Here on Out." Julie Brown is, you know. She's got a gun and the homecoming queen is, uh, you know, murderous. Another gay icon. Okay, John, John Waters. Waters. Okay, this was amazing because actually my friend was hosting an event with John Waters in North Carolina and they wanted a, like a fun assistant. So they said, we can't think of anybody more fun. We're gonna fly you to North Carolina to be John Waters assistant for the weekend. And I'm like, I am totally in. Oh, and he fun. told me the wow, best Wow, what a score. Yeah, the that's best stories about dating prisoners he loves to date prisoners oh my i love actually, him he was actually so i have some i have some pretty fabulous uh childhood photos of you you were uh in a book of mine called you're gonna be gay mm. and i think that was 20 years ago almost oh, now no way really yeah yeah, at least 15 or more. And their childhood pictures of my friends who their parent that prove their parents should have known. Yeah. <laughs> and right at the same time you had invented some well, when did you invent the Gaydar gun? Well, we made the we made the film Gaydar literally 20 years ago this year. 
which wow. is about the guys that tells whether people are straight or gay. And then yeah. we turned that into a toy. And that came out in 2008, right as the economy crashed. It was perfect timing. Oh my I God. really, really regret not getting one. I know there aren't any more. And yeah. I, I mean, oh, I regret it. I've got, I've got one for the Wayback Machine. Before we do, oh, of course, I'm going to get there. Oh, Shan, you know me. I can help you. I can help you do um, um, really? Okay, I, I'll send you my credit card number. I gotta have one. <laughs> I got a couple left to save. That was Cloris Leachman, who, oh my God. And I was, I was, uh, I was. You were in her bathtub. <laughs> I was in her bathtub. Later. I have, when I was that age, that little boy got to interview her in a hotel room. And uh, I had two hours of, of uh, bliss with Cloris Leachman while the real reporters are knocking on the door in the hallways going, uh, what's the kid doing in there? We're, we're the real people. And she didn't let them in until she let them in all at once. And they were like the, 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 the real news people and stuff. They set up their cameras and she said, Terry's sitting here next to me. And she put her arm around me so they couldn't get <gasps> me out of the picture. So that was my first. Oh my how, how did that happen? How did that happen? I could go to jail, Brad. Okay, but um, oh. <laughs> I used to pretend when I was that age to be a reporter so that I could meet all these famous people and go see their plays for free. And I got it. And you were working that Christy McNichol hair. That was super oh, cute. Hair, just paying hair, yeah. <laughs> Carol Burnett. Oh, wow. Carol. Yeah. That my hero. Most of my friend Jody Hamilton, her husband Lonnie, wrote this really lovely animated script. He's very funny. He does music and anti cars. But anyway, they were having a little reading in a living room, and they said, "Would you come and, and give me notes?" And I'm like, "Your mother's playing one of the roles. Um, yeah, I'll be there. Your mother-in-law." So I got to meet Carol there. Now this has been this has been uh, Terry therapy, and I'm going to give one more. Uh, picture with a great beauty and then you uh, you may you may want to expound on this one that's oh. my mommy for real that's oh, my no. real mom we figured there I, might be some issues <laughs> <laughs> isn't she pretty issues. yes she's your mother beautiful. is a great beauty she's gorgeous yeah I, I, yes it's she reminds mother. me of Sherry, sherry north Oh my God. Oh, she, when, when I was in like in the seventies, she totally looked like Cher. She, she had the Cher oh. hair. And um, then she went through a Bo Derek phase where she did the, the little braids with the seatbelts. <laughs> Looks like she's got a little Farrah Fawcett going she's, there too. She, my mom was so young when she got married and she was from Kentucky. She was the oldest one in her family. She was considered an old maid when she got married, but she was 17. <laughs> it looks like your mom, uh, was a great booster to you. My mom is the best. Oh my God, uh, unconditional love, always supportive, even when her son is doing stupid things like not earning money, but totally supportive, so yeah. You know, if you get the right mom as an artist, they are all turned on by how amazingly creative you are. And I'm sure your mom loves riding side saddle with all the adventures that you have. I know we do. Uh, well, uh, during when we were shooting Gaydar 20 years ago, and it happened during 9-11 that we were shooting with Charles Nelson Riley, and my mom had been visiting, and she was supposed to leave. She couldn't leave. So, like, uh, a couple days later, we were shooting this stuff with Charles, and so mom was stuck. She couldn't fly away, so she became Charles's assistant for the day. Oh, my. It was so funny with her. He'd call her, nurse! Nurse, <laughs> get me a drink, nurse! I'm dry! <laughs> my mom loved it. She loved being held out by Charles Nelson Riley. 
We have to have you on more often. This is so much fun, Terry Ray. We just love you. It's just, uh, we love the stories and and we're happy to support what you're doing. So tell us uh, how we can uh, see what you're doing. Okay, well, TV Therapy is on uh, free for anybody to watch just on YouTube. Just go TV Therapy, uh, Terry Ray, then you'll find them all. But if like, there's different characters, but like if you go TV Therapy, Marianne, you'll find Dawn. But um, I just did one with Timmy from Lassie. And uh, next week I'm shooting with Juliet Mills, uh, The Nanny and the Professor. So oh my gosh. Wow. I'll tell you what, what we'll do, we'll put that as the featured video on our uh, homepage of Gay Desert Guide this week. So people okay. can really find it. And then they can actually like and subscribe to your playlist, which is always fun to do. Oh, That's- thank you. That's great. You're yeah, a nanny figure lily. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh it's my a fun one. It's a fun one. I, I love Juliet. She's done a show with me before. And I, I sent her the script and she said, Terry, it's very cute, but I know you and you can make it funnier. And so I'm like, okay. Um, she had the gauntlets laid down. So then she, la- I thought, well, okay, she's giving me permission to go there. So we really go there for this script and she's a wonderful actor. So I'm excited to think it's going to be a really fun one. So. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Check out Terry Ray, look on Gay Desert Guide for the featured video, and then watch them all as we all have. Thank you so much for coming and being the cherry on top of our show today. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> morning cherry eaten. I just been a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You guys are the best. I think I love what you do. Thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for getting up early and entertaining the world. You guys. Oh, thank are you, wonderful. Terry. Thank you. He's got a TV therapy here sign. I love it. it. The marquee. I have that little marquee too. Yeah, my niece just gave it to me for my birthday. So I'm like, I got to use it. I just need to put the words, don't eat that on that right now. (laughs) (laughs) For you or for smidge? Me. Ah. (laughs) See, honey, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It was so fun. Thank you. Bye. You know, there's part of me that is kind of happy to see us starting to talk about things that are not life and death situations, like serial dine and dash guy who's ripping off restaurants. That sucks. But if if that's one of our major problems right now, that's kind of awesome. The other one is there is now a GoFundMe that has been uh, created to uh, basically stop Marilyn from from the forever Marilyn statue from being put up at the art museum. I don't get it though. I do. I, 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 know, I know a lot of people in the preservation and in the arts and they just don't feel that um, the art museum and the art around that and the, the Illuminaire house and everything else that's there needs to have Marilyn kerplunked right in the middle of it. So there at Museum Way, there was supposed to be this beautiful road that from downtown Palm Springs, you could, it would open up and you would see the art museum. And now you're gonna see, you know, Marilyn's dress blowing up. So I think, uh, look, yeah. I know, but like there is room for diversity of perspective. And uh, so many people have loved it. I've never heard 
about anything that has ever come to town art-wise in the 22 years I've lived here that has brought more tourism and brought more eyeballs and had people be more in love with it that was indicative of where she was discovered. And and I'm sorry, but we are a queer town that's campy as hell. And I think it's representative. I totally think there's room for everybody's opinion, though, you know. But, well, now uh, there's, there's a um, GoFundMe and there is an organization created called CREMA, the Committee to Relocate Maryland. And they've got uh, nearly $23,000 raised in a GoFundMe, uh, basically to fund lawsuits that's what they say in their in their description to to get Maryland moved uh, or not. Put in, uh, yeah, well, then there's other people that have, you know, that, that have suggestions like maybe we should uh, in an homage to Rio de Janeiro, put her on top of where the tram is <laughs> and <laughs> have Maryland need to get to the top of the tram. The tramway would love that one. I know, but it gets windy and cold and snowy. But, you know, you could put her right up on top of the mountain. There she is in my virtual background. Of course, no one would see her face. They'd just be like looking up the skirt through the tram. Or how about we put her on Palm Canyon at Tramway, straddling the street so we can drive under her? Or we, As, yeah, or maybe, yeah, I don't know. But to yeah. me, it's like... I don't care. Bring as many tourists to take their pictures with a big Maryland statue and make sure they have lots of money when they come. And wear their masks. You know, when I was a kid in my hometown, the big four corners in our hometown had a a Civil War statue that sat in the middle of, of the of the intersection and all the cars had to kind of go around this big thing so we could potentially just put it at like taquitz and uh and palm canyon right there by the starbucks and plop it down in the middle of the street and the cars have to kind of go around it that's one thought with all the drunk drivers in this town it would last one weekend yeah shan where else do you think it should go (laughs) well i already told you i think it ought to go right in the middle of palm canyon at tram but I'm thinking, I guess we've all had some basically tacky or odd monster statue. I, who was the lumberjack that had the blue, the, oh, the yeah. ox? Oh, right, right. Dave, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Yeah, there was a Paul Bunyan in Portland that was 50 feet tall that you had to drive around and stuff too. It's iconic, especially as a kid, right? It brings that whole story to life and there's that big yeah. thing and... And, uh, uh, from the merchant standpoint, they are seeing the, you know, the, the, the downtown merchants, which have a lot of power in Palm Springs, uh, see that having it right there in the middle of downtown is better. The, uh, there's, a, there's a kind of a near uptown uh, place for it, which is in what, Ruth Stevens, uh, or not Ruth, uh, not Ruth Hardy, uh, Francis Stevens Park is the other one where that fountain is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That fountain. I think they're going to blow that up one of these days. And there was talk about putting it up there uh, by the hotel that's never going to be finished. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any reason why not to put it anywhere. I guess I'm a little like go for, go for the fun of it. But as know. a woman, do you, do you find that it's too much of an objectification of uh, the, the female as of, you know, the legs and the skirt and the, No, No, but I'm not one of those women. I mean, they're not even real underpants. She doesn't have real genitalia. It's a statue. No, it doesn't concern me. How about Andrew Cuomo? Should he resign? God, 
I would say no, but I would say he owes some penance to whoever that woman is. Look what happened to poor um, Al Franken. I just think of Al Franken all the time. And, you know, not every Republican denies that anything happened and they get away with it. And the Democrats, you know, well, I wouldn't say that he's being overly apologetic about it. Um, But, yeah, the world is changing and I get that. And there's a reason for it. Good reason for it. But. No, I don't think he should resign. I don't either. I think and he ought Marilyn... to kiss her ass and buy her a beautiful condo and move on. How's that? <laughs> Perfect. And Marilyn can stay where she's at, right? Right, Chan? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have at? a strong opinion about that otherwise. Oh, my. I'm going to do a GoFundMe. For me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a real GoFundMe. No doubt. Brad, you want to wrap it up with us? I would love to. There is a new store on La Plaza called Queer Teak, and I can't wait to go see it because one of the owners of it uh, owns uh, this thing called NARC Magazine, N-A-R-K Magazine. His name is uh, Kevin Cower, and he goes by NARC. He's the editor-in-chief and looks like a really interesting guy. He's got a record label. So I'm looking for, he's from Seattle. I'm looking forward to seeing what that new shop has on La Plaza. So I'll be uh, checking that out this week. Um, We just got late word and we'll get it into the newsletter today that the Desert Arts Center um, closed for a year in its, you know, first time in its 71 year history, it's going to reopen this weekend. Now the Desert Arts Center is right by Palm Canyon Theater on North Palm Canyon by the park that we were just talking about. A lot of local artists in there and it's been kind of a community treasure. So I'm happy to see that reopening. Bloom in the Desert Ministries annual spring fling, which is happening Friday, March 5th. 8.15 is the end time, 6.30 the start time. And again, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Keisha D is receiving the seventh annual Community Justice Award. Um, And that's a good fundraiser for our friends at Bloom in the Desert. Uh, Shout out to Rev Kev. Uh, John, you'll be happy to know that All Worlds Resort is again uh, open up. And um, the, the, however, the day and night passes are not being uh, sold yet until the bars are allowed to reopen. Uh, but All World Resort open. CCBC is also open with some limited hours. Runway is reopened. Many of the bars are open. And of course, um, last week, that curfew, that 2 a.m. curfew went away. So now if the bars want to continue to stay open until 2 a.m. or the restaurants they can as long as they're serving food our uh, crushes this week our man crush monday cj tobe from desert aids project and our women crush wednesday michelle castillo of wild women shan is that wild women x do you know women with it there's an x in instead of the e because they don't want the word m-e-n ah thank you okay I'm now more woke than I was just a moment ago. Modernism Week online experience got extended for a week. Um, There's a couple of the fun and games events going on this weekend with our friend Hugh Heisel in New York and Boston. And uh, this week it's Boston's MFA, one of the top 
LGBTQ museums in the country. That's a Sunday event. Uh, the Mary Pickford Theater with their drive-in experience. This is going to be fun this weekend. They've got the Tom and Jerry film, although I'm not hearing great things about it. I do wish that everybody would try to support Mary Pickford and their outdoor experience. Um, they were on TV this last week. It's been very tough for that uh, enterprise to stay afloat. And we have a hot deal where you can buy uh, dinner and uh, food and the movie at half price on our hot deals program. The Cultural Center doing Priscilla, Queen of the Desert this weekend on Saturday the 6th. Dan Savage, will he never end this hump festival? This is a like continuous humping going on, uh, although they do say it, this is the final weekend, but I've heard that before. We have mentioned, I think a week ago, we just gotten word and it's only a couple weeks away. So I'll be sure and remind everyone that the living desert moved from wild lights, which I got to see this year during the couple days it was open. Now it's doing the wild lights of spring and that starts on March 15th through the 28th with a reminder that I think March 15th or 16th, that's next weekend, daylight saving time begins. We will be moving our clocks forward one hour and getting that extra hour of twilight and losing that hour of morning light for a couple of weeks. Palm Springs International Dance Festival happening next weekend too. We'll talk more about that. All the events at the LGBT Community Center of the Desert, including social caring in the face of quarantine, uh, quarantine with Lex Ortega, Zumba, Seated Wellness, Women's Chat with Kim Keeler, and many other events happening at the LGBT Community Center. Uh, for our business people in town and those who are uh, busy on social media, we will be doing a uh, webinar on Wednesday, the 10th of March. We call it our hashtag helper, and that is going to be at 4 p.m. It's a Facebook Live. I'll be doing a little session on uh, hashtags and how to properly use those, especially if you're a business person here in uh, the greater Palm Springs area, and how to effectively use hashtags in Facebook, Instagram, Instagram and the Twitter. Hashtag now, thank you. Uh, well, thank you, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> was that hashtag helper? Was that the one that laughed or was that? That the... was that weird hamburger helper hand. Yeah. Now he's moved on to hashtags. <laughs> and, and probably has a, uh, a restraining order against him. Uh, we would like to welcome our new partner, the Palm Springs Wedding Chapel. Reverend Lisa is uh, right there on Bellardo Road. It's your one-stop place to plan weddings. They've got many packages, including a drive-up version of weddings, as well as um, weddings where you can be socially distanced. They will also go to um, any location in the Coachella Valley and do the wedding of your dreams. Again, that's the Palm Springs Wedding Chapel, a new partner at Gay Desert Guide. And our hot deals this week, sizzling with Dickie's Barbecue Pit in Rancho Mirage, LGBTQ owned, and serving up beef brisket, pulled pork, ham, Polish sausage, turkey breast, and chicken. And that doesn't sound very uh, vegan or vegetarian to me. However, their sides include jalapeno beans, macaroni and cheese, and all kinds of good stuff. And we have a hot deal at 50% off on a $25 gift card at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. And that's a rundown of what's happening this week. You can subscribe to the Oasis Insiders newsletter when you visit gaydesertguide.com. Well, you had me at brisket. Me too. <laughs> that's some good stuff. Go.
We love brisket and we love gay Palm Springs. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.